0: Welcome to the Imperfect Church Podcast, a podcast for the imperfect church and the imperfect pastors that lead them. I'm Ryan Reed. And I'm John Martin. And this is the Imperfect Church Podcast.
1: All right. Hey, Jay.
0: Hey, how you doing? <laughs> we have a guest with us today. Yeah, we John, do. John, would you like to introduce Jay?
1: Yeah, this is uh, Jay Clark, the uh, pastor of the metropolis of Sebastopol Baptist Church yeah. and, uh, in Mississippi.
0: I tell you, there used to be a really good ice cream shop in Sebastopol. fudge yes yes are they still there are they still no doing
2: they've moved to carthage, to carthage. A new ownership
0: A New. I, I knew that they had had some man i tell y'all if y'all ever find spoon fudge that stuff was good i think you can order it online you i think can. you can yeah you can. we're yeah. What? all right go ahead sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: you think they would sponsor us perhaps yeah yeah, we have Jay Clark, who's from Sebastopol today, and uh, we're going to talk about um, sabbatical. We're going to talk about a pastor sabbatical and uh, the need for sabbatical. This is one of those things I think, at one time, uh, was pretty understood, especially in academic world, maybe, and maybe in some other places as well. Uh, but it's something that the church has kind of forgotten, and um, and and yet it's needed, which is what we'll talk about in in just mm-hmm. a moment. Uh, so, um, you know, I. I asked for a sabbatical. I think you and I talked about this, mm-hmm. Jay, um, a uh, few weeks ago, and um, and my church didn't know what it was. They still don't really understand what it is, right, I think, right. uh, and uh, but they gave me one anyway. You know, they're just kind of like, well, here it is anyway. So uh, I have one coming up, and so you and I were kind of talking about uh, what yours looked like versus what mine uh, kind of will look like and uh, how that all worked out. So uh, that's kind of how I got to my sabbatical. Why don't you kind of lead us into um, lead us into how you got to the place where you uh you found yourself in the middle of the sabbatical that you just finished?
2: right right. Well, when I first came to our church i I, too, I asked them after being counseled by many pastors, hey, mm-hmm. uh, make sure you have a sabbatical as a part of your yeah. package and i yeah. mm-hmm. asked for a sabbatical, and I got deer in headlights <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah. Uh, yeah. And so they said, well, we'll talk about that later on. And so yeah. we, I, I had thought after seven years, and I've been uh, at our church for getting close to 12 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I asked, okay, what about sabbatical? Again, it was the same look. Like, yeah, what, yeah. What is, what that? is that? Don't to give you vacation? Yeah. Right. And so it's kind of been a slow education. Well, But my sabbatical here recently, which I took one month, uh, the month of October, it kind of came out of uh, more of necessity. Mm. Uh, after feeling very burned out, I yeah. went with fervency to our deacons and said, "I need it." And then, yeah. they, when they saw the the desperation in my yeah. voice yeah. and they heard it, they said, "Okay, yeah, we'll we'll give you yeah. a, a month off." And and then, I, and I tried to make sure they understood this is intentional rest. It's very intentional. I'm not going on vacation. Um, I'm 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 going to be doing things that replenish. Yeah. Who yeah, I am, my soul yeah. with God. So,
1: sure. Yeah, yeah. How, how do you think though that uh cuz there there are uh pastors that listen to this podcast, but there are also church members that listen to it. Uh we find that out yeah. often. Uh what what is uh, what's something you think that churches can do or how can churches go about assuring that that pastors don't get to the point where you're saying you were. They don't get to the point where they burn out. I mean should a should a pastor have a sabbatical Every three years, every five years, seven years, ten years—just what? What's your yeah. what's your idea? Well,
2: I, th- I think it's all about rhythm. rhythm yeah, rhythm. It's just like exercising. You can't run twenty-four hours a day. You yeah. run and then you rest. Right. And so uh, I, I would come up with a formula. Yeah. Um, kind of what I have seen. Probably I would like to see. And by the way, every. Pastor that I talked to, all of them say, "I wish I had yeah, that." Yeah, <laughs> yeah and then sure. Some of them said, "I wish I had that when I was burned out." Right. right? Yeah. And so I, 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 I kind of come up with this for our church. I shared it with them already. Whether they allow it or not, that's another thing. But yeah. I said, one month every three years, and every seven years, maybe two or three months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and but I think it's church kind of and has to decide with their pastor, and it shouldn't be based on who's there. I right. think it should be something. That becomes a part of the heritage of that church. Right. Yeah. If a church wants sustained leadership and growth, it has yeah. to give opportunity yeah. for intentional rest in that Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, I wonder... Uh, ooh, I just hit my microphone. I wonder um why... And either one of you can answer this question, maybe. But but why is it that like you don't you don't see you don't see sabbatical in in uh, in school teachers or you don't see sabbatical in nurses, right? You don't see sabbatical in occupations like that, and yet it seems as if not just not just our generation, but we're going to read a Spurgeon quote in a minute it, that that this has been a necessity for the ministry, particularly to take a rest. Yeah. Why why do you think that it's different? Does that make sense? Why do you think yeah. that it's different for ministers of the gospel?
2: Um, I think it's because, well, first of all, teachers do get sabbatical. Yeah, and now they yeah. get two months off, and they may say, "Well, I'm just as busy then." But yeah, they yeah. do get two months off from every teaching. Year, yeah, yeah, and they deserve it. And I yeah. think they should probably have more like three months. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, uh, but ministers need it because their whole lifestyle is geared toward pouring themselves out. Mm. Yeah. Emptying themselves into other people, and and I told my people I needed rest, not because I was too busy, right? Because I was too empty. Yeah, yeah. And so it has mm. to do with being filled um, and being able to be present in your ministry, filled to be readily able to pour out. If you don't have anything to give, you can't yeah. do what you're called yeah. to do. That's right. And so, you know, for me, it was I had lost some of my habit of finding those moments, mm-hmm. which is very easy to do over, sure. over right. years where I was no longer reading my Bible for me. Mm-hmm. Right? I was mm-hmm. no longer praying for my own soul care. I yeah. was no longer uh, using day off to replenish myself. Uh, and I found myself empty week after week after week.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So it's, it's just it's a necessity if you want sustained, uh, vibrant leader yeah. who can lead your church. I mean, it's necessary.
0: Right. And I would say part of the reason why I think we see uh, this not being a habit in, in more uh, secular vocations uh, is because most of those, uh, those organizations are geared toward the bottom line. Mm-hmm. And so we, right. think, uh, we think, well, the way that we get the most is uh, by not resting. And yet, uh, a couple of things with that. One, the church doesn't operate as a business. Right. Uh, right. And two, we also understand that the way that we get the most is by resting, mm-hmm. by being mm-hmm. fueled up. And, uh, and so, if we exactly as Jay said, if we want uh, productivity, yeah. then we're going to give time for rest and recuperation.
1: Yeah. You know, I was thinking, and it may be in that Lance Witt book, Replenish. I don't mm-hmm. know if you're familiar with it. But, yeah. um, but it talks about how ministers are like a fuel truck. Right. They're, they're supposed to, you fill the tank of the truck so that you can go to a gas station and empty your tank into the gas for the gas right, pumps. Right. But if the truck is out of gas, what you've got in the tank doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, right. So, so I mean, even what you're saying, like we, we study the word every week to empty it right. at the gas station, to empty right. it at the pool pit, Right. But if the truck runs out of gas. If the deliverer runs Mm -hmm. out of gas, then the fuel is never going to get to those recipients. And a lot of times I think that's the way we are because we habitually study the Word of God. Mm -hmm. I mean, we study it Mm -hmm. so that we can disperse it and dispense it. But uh, we have to be careful that we do take those moments. And I'm, I'm terrible at... I'm terrible at taking my my Friday. Mm-hmm. I'm terrible at taking that my day off. Right, right, and, right. And using it for myself. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of us that are that way. Mm. And you know, we just uh we just finished the Mississippi Baptist Pastors Conference and um and we heard from a brother that stood in the pulpit that said, "I, you know, I had to ask my church for a month off. And then he got to the end of the month, and he had to ask for another month. He wasn't he was not ready yet to right, get back yeah, in the pulpit." Right. And I just wish, I wish it I wish this was in the rhythm of the church. I wish that churches understood uh, this a little bit more. And uh, so you and I were talking about, we were talking about your sabbatical and my sabbatical. Of course, they're in different places and some of the uh, things that I've got to do for my sabbatical and how I'm going to spend my sabbatical. Uh, but tell us a little bit about how you spent yours. So how did you spend your days? You right, know, how did right. you, how did you, how did you find that replenishing?
2: Yeah. So my, mine kind of came out of uh, a long time of burnout and uh, experienced some anxiety. and so I, I knew that I needed to mainly focus on my soul care. Mm-hmm. And whereas maybe if it was a scheduled sabbatical, I might have done a little more academic, maybe shadowing other pastors kind of thing, which I did a little bit of that, but yeah. I mainly just focused on, I'm just, I focused on personal worship, prayer, Fasting, mm-hmm. um, uh, exercise, eating—I lost uh, about 20 pounds mm-hmm. in about mm-hmm. six weeks. Mm-hmm. Here, um, I focused on relationships, my, yeah. my parents. Um, uh, I focused on reading for my own soul care. I did—I read "Replenished" by Lance Witt. Mm-hmm. I, I read—I'm uh, reading right now. J.P. Moreland's "Finding Quiet." Uh, mm-hmm. If you know mm-hmm. Moreland, he's experienced a uh, that, yeah. couple of rowdy bouts of anxiety mm-hmm. that, you know, and then and so i i you know, uh louis giglio he has a little yeah. book called taking the x out of anxiety he mm-hmm. experienced anxiety in the height of uh, the passion movement which mm-hmm. i had never heard about mm-hmm. and uh to a point where he didn't he didn't even want to leave his house he mm-hmm. said wow. he was yeah. so bad and he was so burned out yeah know? and so i i focus on that i i would take off my shirt sit out in the sun <laughs> and and worship and pray yeah and uh so that's kind of, and, and so, uh, and then i probably add this to every weekend of the four weeks that I was out, uh, my family would usually go do something. Yeah. And they also kind of took a break from going to church, our church regularly. Yeah. Uh, we went to four different churches mm-hmm. in four different towns, and uh, we went to First Baptist Amory uh, with Alan Simpson up yeah. there. I met with him a couple times. Uh, we went to Pine Lake mm-hmm. um, and spent some time with my dad in Jackson. My dad lives in Brandon. We went to Bellevue Baptist, the Mecca yeah. and, uh, <laughs> and uh, marveled at mm-hmm. their uh, children's uh, playground yeah. inside the yeah. building. Yeah. And, uh, wraps around. <laughs> yeah uh, my, my son would get a kick out of that. yeah. yeah. Um, um. And then we went you know we went to the zoo that weekend up there. It's a great zoo and uh, yeah. and then we went with a friend the last time and just just a good time to get away. Take yeah. a break and uh, focus on my family as well. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah,
1: that's interesting though, that because what you said I think is really is really needed needs to be heard. So the pastor took four Sundays off, but he still worshipped corporately. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. absolutely. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, especially when we're hearing these statistics of how people don't worship regularly. It's it, I think it's pretty important for you to say through your actions.
0: I still need corporate worship yeah like I still need that as a part of my life. Well that's I mean that's part of the idea that God has set up for us that that the daily the weekly worship is a day of rest mm. uh, and it ought to be even for pastors it's just hard for us to find that rest when we're uh, so much is on us on Sundays to make sure the service goes well to make sure that the word is preached well to make sure all these things are going well and just to be able to say, hey for four weeks, I just got to show up and worship. Yeah, that's right, it. I don't have right. to worry about if If the offering goes wrong today, that ain't my problem. You know, <laughs> yeah. just be able to... Yeah. If the ushers just, don't yeah. come down. If there's a squirrel in the church, it's not my problem. <laughs> I get a laugh like everybody else, right? Uh, yeah, that's right. right. And so that's just, I think that's helpful. Uh, the question I, I kind of want to just pose to you is, um, why do you think that it's so difficult for pastors to ask for sabbaticals and for churches to... Uh, suggest or even um, go along with sabbaticals? Why do you think that's a, a difficult thing?
2: Yeah, and I think for a couple things for our church, number one, there's no history, so yeah. oh, there's yeah. no context mm-hmm. uh, with that. Right. Um, and so that's number one, so that's kind of a stumbling block. Number two, for like our church, Sebastopol Baptist, which is the crown jewel of Mississippi. That's it, uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, but, but I'm the only full-time minister right yeah uh uh, and so i think the idea is what are we going to do who's going to yeah what are we going to do who's going to do all this stuff and it ends up being a really very simple solution Mm -hmm. it's just they've never yeah sat down and thought oh, we we can do this this Mm -hmm. is not that hard and i like i told our people it ends up being i think it's good for them Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh You know, you don't want to be with your best friend every day talking for eight hours. Mm -hmm. You need a break from your Mm -hmm. friend, you know, Uh, maybe spouse, right? (laughs) You need breaks. And so I think it was good for them to, they didn't, they didn't have my voice. They need to hear from other people and. And then I can take a break as well. Uh, it's a very it's a, something that we do on smaller scales all the time. Yeah, yeah. And so just trying to see it on a little bit bigger scale it was hard. But once they've done it, they realize it was not that hard. Right. Yeah. yeah. So
1: what you're saying is, is the person that fills the pulpit for you during the sabbatical needs to be very bad.
0: Yes, that's <laughs> correct. You never want to you never want to get a supply that's a better preacher than yeah. you. <laughs>
1: so you can say, see how good I am. Exactly. <laughs> it could be worse. It could be worse. that's right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, no. I really enjoyed. I thought uh, the idea of uh, shadowing a pastor yeah. while you take a furl- or take a, a sabbatical, and it reminds me um, of the idea of. Uh, so recently, I just read the missionary biography of Bill Wallace. Uh, he oh, yeah, was a, very good. Yeah, uh, yeah a Tennessean uh, doctor who uh, did uh, medical mission work in mm, China, China yeah. during the communist takeover, and ultimately lost his life. Um, and uh, he had a couple of furloughs that he mm-hmm. came home and that idea of furlough is very similar to what we would yeah, consider. It's, it's, yes. it's sabbatical. Right. Yeah. Uh and what he did with that is when he came home he spent uh, you know, it was of course with the missionary, you have your furlough is a lot longer than typical, right. you know, six months or whatever. And he spent uh, a lot of that time with rest and relaxation and rebuilding relationships. And then he spent the rest of that time taking classes at uh, major medical institutions in yeah. America yeah. Mm-hmm. so that he could better his craft yeah. so that when he yeah. went back to China, he was able to do um, you know, on, on, just right on the cuff surgeries that um, other people in China could not do uh, for the glory of God. And I think yeah. what a great uh, model for us as pastors, yeah. if we're going to take a, a sabbatical, um, what a great way to find a pastor and yeah. shadow him and see how he's doing things, see how we can change things up, and maybe even how is he uh, scheduling his life to avoid yeah. burnout. And mm-hmm. maybe there's some areas that I missed, and, and those things would be helpful, I think, for us as pastors just to learn from one another.
1: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I don't, I don't think we ever get to go to church, yeah. right? Yeah. I, and I think, I think the the we go to seminary, we finish seminary, you get finished with your master's degree. Most pastors, I believe. Put their theology books on the shelf and they revisit them only when somebody calls and has a difficult question that they don't remember the answer to. Mm-hmm. Right. So we, yeah. we kinda turn our learning off. Yeah. And we just kinda get to this where we go through the motions. And I that's why in part of my sabbatical, I, I'm I'm going to take some courses, you know, to try to just some short courses that that we can talk about off when we get finished that I think's pretty interesting. But um but so that you can Start to learn again. Be reminded mm-hmm. of the things that you that you learned when right. you were in seminary. Right, mm-hmm. uh, never stop learning, and that's why it's so important. You said, "I read this book. I read this book," because you weren't just turn, you didn't turn your brain off right, right. Yeah. Right. when you went on the sabbatical. No, yeah. You just changed what you were focusing yeah. on. Your focus was no longer on leading the church, and it was like you said, replenishing your soul, kind of deal. Uh, so I think we need to uh, we we need to constantly be learning. But a sabbatical is a great opportunity uh, for us to. Learn
0: absolutely, I think that's the key is the, is the distinction between a passive rest and an active rest. And so, if we take a month to veg out, yeah, and to you know lay on the couch and eat Cheetos for a month, <laughs> that's not going to be helpful <laughs> to our church. It's gonna be right? worse, when we yeah, be, yeah it it is. Be worse we is. Right. Right. We're gonna we're, instead of losing 20 pounds, we're gonna gain 40 pounds, right? Yeah, uh, and that's not going to be helpful to us or our church, yeah. But instead, yeah. taking an intentional active rest, yeah, uh, filling up instead of you know, filling up on Cheetos instead of yeah. filling up on Cheetos, filling up on good things. You right. know, those th- th- that I think will not only help us but help our churches yeah. as well.
1: So one did. of the things I think that you that you rested from was uh, was social media, right? Yeah, I did. Man. So and and uh, I see that you're you're back I to am, it. Yeah. So uh, can you speak a little bit to uh, I guess to the benefit of that oh, of yeah. resting from resting from social media and uh, just
2: yeah, that was that was. Uh... Uh, interesting experiment. <laughs> you kind of experience a little bit of withdrawal for a couple of days uh, where you're, you still pick up you your think phone. About looking at, wait, I <laughs> so I, I took it off, I disabled it on my phone. So it was pur- purely. Uh, volitional, like right? Yeah. I mean, I could have turned it back on, sure, uh, right? But I didn't. And I, for the whole month until the day before I came back, I was off Facebook and Twitter. Those are the two I'm mostly on. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, it felt good, yeah, uh, to stop looking at the the doom and gloom of the world, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, the constant barrage of everybody's opinion about everything, <laughs> yeah. About uh-huh. everything that they have nothing to do or can't control, right? And, yeah, uh, yeah. And there's a there isn't a there's an allure in that to. And that, that's why people do it, because yeah. we, we are tempted to want to comment, mm-hmm. uh, uh, give our opinions, uh, uh, forecast what we think is going to happen right. in right. the world, when really uh, those have nothing to do with anything we are actually responsible for, yeah. and c- yeah. because we can't take responsibility for them. So that was yeah. good. That was a big part of I needed to not uh, be tempted Take that temptation Mm -hmm. away of thinking I need to comment or take responsibility for things like that that I'm not responsible
1: for. How many days do you think it was that you were into it before you you didn't think about it? Uh, Because this is a true addiction. Right, it is. Not for pastors and for our society. So I'm curious. It's it's genius. Yeah, it is. These
2: apps and, yeah. Yeah. I I probably, I don't know, maybe four or five days where I finally was, oh, and it felt good. I can live without it. Yeah, (laughs) And I wasn't, and I no longer picked up my phone thinking I might, and I I was not tempted. Probably four or five days where I finally were were able to put it out of my mind.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah,
2: and I was really tempted to not come back on Facebook But, you know, I do a lot of our church announcements on there. Mm -hmm. And so...
1: Yeah, it's really one of those things that I know there are a lot of guys that that are not on it that are pastors, but they have someone who is doing the work for the church. Because right now, you have to have a presence on social media. We don't have to. I think it's wise to have a presence for Mm -hmm. your church.
2: It's it's very efficient when it comes to getting... Information, information. Right. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, it is. Even if it's wrong and bad information, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. you it's can get it out there. That's right, it's yeah. efficient. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Well, Ryan, won't you share with us uh, the dead man quote yeah. that you have for today? Got and uh, we we'll
0: got a dead man. Find um, it. One second. Let me come read
1: on, Ryan. You. Goodness gracious!
0: Um, well, you came out of nowhere with that, John. <laughs> All right. So our dead man this week comes from uh, the one and only Charles Spurgeon, and he said, "The bow cannot be always bent without fear of breaking." Repose is as needful to the mind as sleep to the body. Rest time is not waste time; it is economy to gather fresh strength
1: yeah that 's good and, and you know another another guy who kind of uh, echoes that sentiment is brian croft i don 't know if you 're familiar with Brian Croft and uh, the name of his ministry is practical Shepherd. practical shepherding. Uh, Brian Croft talks a lot about that, how mm-hmm. the, you know, you, the, the bow has to have some rest, right? Yeah. It has to have some mm-hmm. relief. And, uh, and he even says, you know, if you need 10 hours of sleep every night, get 10 hours of sleep right. every yeah. night, you know? So it's, it's this thing of, uh, w- the world demands so much of us. We mm-hmm. think we have to conform yeah. ourselves to what the world demands of us instead of, resting inside the way we've been created the way we've been made it's not an excuse to be lazy like we've already said right. uh but it is it is an opportunity for us to be able to pour into people more effectively mm-hmm. so yeah absolutely. that's good any final thoughts yeah, on that story
2: I, one of the stories another dead man that speaks as uh, moses and uh <laughs> after he brought the children of israel out of slavery and across miraculously across the red sea and yeah. the wilderness into sinai what does moses do He leaves his people for Mm. 40 days. Wow, yeah. To do what? To hear Uh from the Lord. That's right. It seems like right in the midst of this moment, that was the worst, but it was actually exactly what was needed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. And it just reminded me that uh, God is our Sabbath. He's our rest. And if we're not resting in him... Yeah, we can't give the people the word. Yeah, that's right. That's right. What they need, unless we first go rest in Him. That's good.
1: That's good. I'd be interested, and we're almost out of time. But uh, you know, are there? This is the last question, I promise. But what you said made me think of this. Are there new habits for you? Are there new? Are there new? um, Are there new habits in your own spiritual life that you began? You you mentioned that you you focus back on the replenishing of your own soul, but have you determined? I've spent these, these 30 days uh, in sabbatical and now I've created new habits for my own spiritual life, and if so, what are those new habits that you have?
2: Yeah, there's a lot, actually, so I won't go over all of them. A lot of them are in- inward, mm-hmm. uh, the way that I think. But uh, I would say uh, personal devotion worship yeah. is, um, I, I mean, I don't know how to... It's not, it's a rhythm of I, I constantly throughout the day and yeah yeah I'll, I'll turn on the worship music mm-hmm. and I'll just worship for yeah. my own self just to worship yeah. um and pray yeah for me for my own soul to get uh, there's a lot of Thanksgiving involved yeah uh, Thanksgiving is the way out of the doom and gloom of mm-hmm. burnout mm-hmm. and uh and and that's how we get restored but Thanksgiving prayer and just worship and if I can't sleep at night. Uh, turn on the worship music. I just worship the yeah. Lord until I fall asleep. I, yeah. I don't do things like uh, get on Facebook. Right, yeah. I don't start playing games. I like to play games on my phone. Yeah. I don't do that. I focus on the Lord when those times come up. Yeah. Because I'll be tired. I used to be tired and I would get on and play. I'd play Fortnite. Yeah, and yeah. It, and it sometimes i in the middle of the night and all that does is Sure. Right. yeah right right and right so I realized, stimulate your mind yeah, yeah. and that wasn't, it wasn't giving me rest right. yeah. my yeah. rest is in the lord so i got this new habit of uh of going that's my that's where i go back that's my right rail. yeah and uh, man, that's been really good that's good.
0: good that is good well jay we re- appreciate you being on here before we let you go you mentioned several resources but is there anything specific that you're reading right now that you haven't mentioned yet
2: um no, I mentioned the three big books that I read that kind of focus on replenish uh, and restoring. La- the Lance Whip book, the uh, Louis Giglio, it's a little bitty book. But the J.P. Moreland, I'm not quite done with it. I'm almost done. Okay. It's an incredibly comprehensive book on about finding rest. And what's the name of it? It's called Finding Rest. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, sorry. <laughs> That's a great finding, title. Finding Quiet. <laughs> find, find finding quiet. quiet. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Finding
1: yeah. Quiet. Good deal. Awesome. Right. Well, thank you for your time. Absolutely. John, what are you reading? Uh, so uh, I read Praying the Bible, uh, yeah, Gary Pimenter, uh encouraged me to read that several weeks ago, and I don't Very think good. I mentioned it last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you read that? That no, is no, a I've great. And it. as a matter of fact, I've given my copy away, and I've bought several copies since then, mm-hmm. and I've given them away yeah. as well because it is honestly it's fantastic. It is fantastic, yeah. and it is it's. Uh, I don't want to say life changing, but it is.
0: I mean, <laughs> it, just be honest with you,
1: because I'll give you a great example. I struggle with what to pray for preparing my sermon does that make sense what are you praying for like are you praying yeah. for people to respond right uh, or what are you praying for and so uh i I've, this week i prayed second timothy chapter four right as i was preparing my exactly. sermon yeah you know and yeah. so it's just uh speak to god the truths of god exactly and yeah. uh so that that was that's been a great book for me just in the last couple of
0: weeks and yep. i'm reading uh H.P. Uh, Charles's own pastoring now. I yeah, read On Preaching one last one. week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, I uh, um, when I was at, at Southern, I took Donald Whitney before he wrote that book. Really? And he yeah. taught us the principles of that book. And I, when, when he did it, we had a day. One of our assignments yeah. was to take a day. He talks about that in the book. Yeah, to take an entire day uh, and to spend it in rest and prayer. Yeah. We had to map out what we were going to do every 30 minutes. Yeah. Yep. And uh, and part of that was going to be praying through yep. the scriptures. And I, that's been my, my habit since... Uh, gosh, 2014. Yeah, because he says, you man, know,
1: you pray the same old, you pray the same old things the same old way, yeah, over and over and yeah. over again. Yeah, and so depending on the word mm. gives you a fresh yes. way of praying. We've we've
0: actually incorporated that into our our prayer meeting. Yeah, and so now what we do in our prayer meeting, we pick one of the Psalms of the day that he mentions in there, mm-hmm. yeah, and we pray through one of the Psalms of the day, and it's been fun to watch hear my people. Pray, pray in ways the they've never prayed, you know, before in their life. You know, praying—that's yeah, good. Uh, we prayed Psalm sixty-six this past Wednesday, uh, yeah. And to, yeah. to hear, uh, you know, Has anyone
2: ever prayed Psalm one thirty-nine? We, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, you know, just we actually, we it, one time we did, and we he talks, uh, he about talks about those praying, praying psalms. those psalms. Yeah, he does. Uh, yeah, and we we pray. i, I tell you something, one of the most powerful prayers we had uh, was praying through that and praying. Um, some of the, uh, the, the sins that beset us. Lord, yeah. mm-hmm. smash the heads of the sins yeah. that beset us and yeah. crush them under our feet. Uh, man, uh, yeah. it, it really is when you're praying back the promises of God to God, there's something powerful about yeah, it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. We ought to do a whole episode about that. We How should, about?
1: man. We almost just did. We almost did. Right.
0: <laughs> well, Jay, once again, we appreciate you <laughs> so you much for it. being yeah. with us. Um, we appreciate our listeners for tuning in. If you like our podcast, uh, please like, rate, and review us on iTunes. Share us with a friend. And uh, we'll have uh, some giveaways coming up uh, pretty soon. In fact, uh, we we've got two books right now that I'm raring to give away. Uh, But if you like our podcast, share it with a friend, and we will see you next week. Till then, keep loving your imperfect church. Remember, one day she will be perfected in glory.